Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening on this wonderful, wonderful, beautiful night known as the One Man Low Council, where we prepare you for the High Council, but also let you all have a bit of fun also. Mark, Larseth, what's going on? Mark, he says, Odin, what is going on, good sir? What is going on? Sticky V, Mr. Peabody, G-Monk, Tina is in the chat as well. Rosetta Allen is here also. Love me some Rosetta Allen. Dan M. Sticky V. Maverick is here. Lily Patton, what's going on, Lily Patton? Uh, Micah D2, what's going on, Micah D2? Cass Hermosa, what's going on? Mamba King says, hello, hello, it's Odin. Yes, indeed, Mamba. Hello, hello, hello. Missed you too, Sticky V. Glad to have you back. Rosetta Allen says, Matt, stiff, sore, and crabby, but happy now you're on. Well, I'm glad that you are happy. I am I am also in a similar thing where I am just exhausted. I am tired. I have been, I have been sleeping terribly for the past week or so because there was a storm over the weekend, the storm that we lost power that caused all the chaos that's been affecting me over the last couple of days and just so many other things in life in general that have been driving me nuts and the school year is not helping crazy students is not helping getting the question of when will i know if i'm exempt when will i know if i i'm exempt is there a chance that i could still be exempt from your exam and i'm just sitting here like hey man we've just had an entire semester where you could have actually been working but instead you decide to wait until the last minute <laughs> uh but it's all good most of them are pretty good pretty pretty damn good people um, let us see, um, Stream Elements says, Stream Elements bot running Elements okay. Okay, thank you, Stream Elements. Uh, Zinewaters says, I've heard they're t- uh, taking the religion out of Tolkien, also hail. Hail to you, Zinewaters. I read that, I have not actually, uh, seen fully the breakdown of it, but... Are you honestly surprised at this point? So this is talking, for those that may not know, this is talking specifically about the most recent release of the movie Tolkien, which is supposed to be all about, uh, uh J.R.R. Tolkien... And uh, his development into the writings of the Lord of the Rings and just kind of a bit of his backstory, focusing more so on the writer than on the universe that was being built itself. And it's very exciting because I was really hoping that the film was going to dive further into his personal life to understand that his, his very close experiences in war but also his very close experiences with his own personal faith are the things, the two major things that led to what eventually would become the writings that he would actually, you know, bring about. It's very easy to find Christian elements in all of his writings. It's also easy to find just how much war impacted him because of the way he writes these characters and the way that he pre- you know, he presents them. And so that's the kind of stuff I was hoping that we were going to be able to see. I have not seen Tolkien yet, but I have heard this from, uh, from a bunch of people. Even critics are really not going gaga over this series either, or rather over this movie either. And so I'm starting to wonder if that is the case, if they've taken religion out of it altogether, is it going to be just like another situation? Obviously, a very different movie, very different genre, but I'm wondering if it's going to be something similar to A Wrinkle in Time, where one of the main things that Ava DuVernay wanted to do with A Wrinkle in Time was to take and strip out any and all of the Christian elements of the story, forgetting the fact that the Christian elements of the story were what basically created the foundation of what that story was meant to be about. It's all about fighting against evil. That's all meant fighting against, uh, you know, the big bad. And instead, what it turned into was this ethereal other, but there was no actual Judeo-Christian stuff mentioned actually in it. And obviously, you don't have to be a Christian to appreciate that, but just to know, if a story is based off, it'd be like if you said and were told that a story was based off of a Christian element, and that's where the heart and soul of it come from. But then all of a sudden, they take that stuff away. 
even if you're not religious, you'll look at that and say, wait a minute, why are you going to take away the stuff that provides the core of the material? You, you can't just have your cake and eat it too is, is I guess, the way that we can definitely mention that. But that is interesting. I, I've heard that too. Have not seen Tolkien yet. I know it is on my list of things to see because it is something that still intrigues me because I do love me some uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, Mikey D. Tuzo, Odin, Rise of Chilo is here as well. CT, what's going on, bruv? Uh, Tina says, whoa, River, calm down. Uh, Tina says, and today is the birthday of a man born in 1944 in California who is probably celebrating in all those sweet, uh, sweet billions he got from Disney. That's a, it's George Lucas, right? Isn't that the case? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, where things could have gone had George not sold everything, sold his life's work. Uh, Ask Martinez what's going on. Rough production coming to you another stream. Alan says, I've heard a lot about that. Irks me. Uh, leave this life alone. No, seriously, don't change his life. If the fact is his Christianity, his faith was, was important to him, don't take that out. Why, why are you going to strip something that was a major part of the person's life? It would be like you taking any character and stripping a major portion of how that character's arc became to where it was. For example... It would be like taking Daenerys Targaryen and not explaining how she went crazy in five minutes because you had no actual buildup. <laughs> it's almost just as good. Uh, Super Anime Gamer, what's going on, Super? Lead the Lightning, good morning. Good morning to you, good sir. Hope you had a ni- nice rest over there in Australia. Mr. Sir, you're in the future. Rosetta Allen says, keep your head up. We love yammering with you. Well, Rosetta, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Asper McCarthy uh, says, what up, sir? Odin of the house streets. Yes, indeed, of the street profit house. That didn't even make any sense. Nostalgia Network says, I personally don't think Ryan Johnson's trilogy will ever see the night of uh, light of day. Your thoughts. I mentioned this in the video that I did earlier. Keep this in mind. What this has done, if, you, if, you're, if you're new to this, what uh, Lucasfilm has done, Bob Iger came out and confirmed that the next Star Wars movie we're going to get, the beginning of the next trilogy that starts in 2022 and ends in 2026, is going to be the trilogy headed by Benioff and Weiss. The Game of Thrones guys. And that begs the big question. Then what in the hell is going on with Ryan Johnson? Because what you've just told us, because they already gave us their entire slate until 2027 or so. And at no point are there any other Star Wars films that are going to be spread throughout. And so that begs the question. Are they going to actually wait to start the Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy? If it even still exists at this point. And they're going to wait seven years to do that. Or are there some things going on behind the scenes that they just don't want to tell us? Could it be Ryan Johnson is no longer attached? That he is no longer a part of it? That his trilogy is no longer in the works? Could it be that they plan on having Ryan Johnson stay on as a writer, as a producer, as an advisor to keep these things going? I mean, obviously, I could see that based on what we've heard from various sources about how Ryan Johnson is very well liked by people like Kathleen Kennedy, it seems likely that they would not just get rid of him completely, but possibly, maybe, just maybe, they would try and keep him on in some uh, you know, honorary capacity. Now, whether or not he accepts it or not, that's going to be a giant question mark. But the fact now that there are now seven more years until another Star Wars franchise can actually start in the theater, and because those seven years are going to be you know, carried over by Benioff and Weiss, and we don't really know who's writing it. Are they writing it? Are they just directing it? Really, those details haven't been made that clear. And if, oh, if, if all those things become very clear and they're just writing and they are also directing, the writing and directing, then I think the story is going to be crap. Now, if they're just directing and if they have a really strong writer who's going to be the visionary, who's going to be the creative mind behind it, hey, the new series could be very good. 
But getting back to the main point, what does that mean for Ryan Johnson? Is Ryan Johnson's trilogy done? Are they actually going to wait seven years or is it just done? Is it kaput? Uh, Rosetta Allen says, Geese and Gamers review, they said no mention of it yet and cut out all references to his friendship with Lewis. Oh my God, that frustrates me, Rosetta Allen. So yeah, for those that don't know, J.R. Tolkien was a very good friend to C.S. Lewis, who is known as one of the most prolific Christian writers. And I would even say, I would dare to say that J.R.R. Tolkien is also a profound Christian writer. He may not be the one that's going to write as on-the-nose Christian works like C.S. Lewis. For example... Um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking out on one of my favorite works from him with Wormtongue and uh, uh, screw tape? sorry, uh, the Screwtape Letters. Screwtape Letters are brilliant from a, from a, especially a philosophical, theological approach to how we can be impacted by both the good and the bad in our life by, and obviously in this case within Christianity and the realm of Christianity, uh, by, by, by demonic presences and by the presences of light and how those things in, influence us. It's a brilliant work. I mean, it really starts to make you really think about your own life of faith and let you start to think about are there certain things pulling me in certain directions or not and to take that out of it and also to very much limit his Christian faith which was key to his role I mean I'm sorry if you do not see the fact that Gandalf the White is not a total metaphor for Jesus Christ and the transfiguration I don't know what else you could possibly have been watching (laughs) that makes me very sad that they cut those things out because it is such a huge part of his character it's like if you cut the heart out of a character and you say all right good luck no you you don't just cut the heart out of a character and expect the character to still be able to walk you kind of need the blood flow going to the brain uh, the Senate says, hello, sorry I'm late. I was watching John Wick 1 and 2 before John Wick 3. The Senate, if that is your reason for being late, you are forgiven. You are absolved of that sin because at the end of the day, John Wick 1 and John Wick 2 are fantastic films. And if you're doing it because you're preparing just like I am for Thursday when John Wick 3 finally drops. And guys, I said it earlier on the channel when talking about Halle Berry and how I don't really trust her because she has kind of been a part of various movies and franchises where she's kind of ruined them. I go back to Catwoman just literally, you know, obliterated that movie. I go back to her being in a James Bond film. Again, I think that she did a terrible job. I think that her Oscar win, very unwarranted. It was nothing impressive about the role that she did. That all being said, that is all taken back at this moment because of all of the behind-the-scenes footage that is now coming out of Halle Berry doing training for John Wick 3. This is not a woman who just said, I'm going to be the pretty face and let everyone else and all my stunt team do my stunts for me. She went out to the range, just like Keanu Reeves, learned how to shoot, learned how to aim, learned how to fight. It reminds me a lot of the Rosa Salazar fighting scenes Uh, that they kept showing us from Alita. You know, actual training, actual fight sequences, actually doing their own stunts. And it's pretty damn impressive. If you've never seen it yourself, it's on Twitter. It's probably on YouTube at this point. Halle Berry training John Wick 3. You will be very impressed by that. And if she's going to put that much effort into making sure that all of her scenes look crisp and look realistic and look believable, then you know what? Hey, I can let go of all the other problems and baggage that I have against her as an actress and say, hey, at least with this moment in time and with this movie, maybe this is exactly the moment, the movie, the group, Keanu, for all I know, is the person that maybe you've been needing your entire life to finally be able to try to just get it, to get into your niche and to understand how to be the best version of you. Because you know what? If we get that and it's a badass, just like with Keanu Reeves as John Wick, 
I will be totally down. Cannot freaking wait for that film. Again, 7 p.m., Dolby showing on Thursday. Already got my tickets for it, and I cannot wait. All right, Rosetta Allen says, I hated them bastardizing Wrinkle in Time. I was obsessed with that book series as a kid. My favorite book for years uh, was A Swiftly Tilting Planet. The last book was about Noah. And again, I'm someone that never got into the Wrinkle in Time series. I read the first book when I was younger. I reread it again before seeing the movie just to kind of, you know, get my head wrapped around those concepts again. And I will say... I was not a fan of it the second time around. I listened to the audiobook version, and the woman who was doing the audiobook, the voice that she had for Meg was the most annoying thing I've ever heard. Every time Meg spoke, I thought, oh my gosh, this character is so annoying. And because of that, I had no care for her. Anytime that she was supposed to be emotional, especially at the very end, when she's telling her brother, I love you, I love you, I love you. I was like, oh my gosh, just please shut the hell up. <laughs> like, just It was not very well done. But no, I think that... One of the biggest reasons why Ringland Time failed so much was because of that. Because they decided to take out all of the key elements to the story, the key elements to the plot, the key elements to those character arcs, and decide just to say, oh, no, we're going to do things our own way. And guess what? It's just going to be total and utter crap. And guess what? It was total and utter crap. And I don't know why they continue to try and think they can do these things and still be able to get away with it. It does not make any sense. And yet... They continue to do so, and it really is so very frustrating, so very frustrating indeed to see all of this nonsense happen the way that it does. All right, the chat jumped on me as it always does, so let me just try and see if I'm able to find where I left off and therefore be able to pick up nice and smoothly. Notice how I'm trying to talk so that I can continue to go through this because, man, oh, man, there are so many chats. This is insane. All right. Anyway, Mirror Jeremy, hello, hello to you, good sir. Soul Assassin says, hello, Odin. Glad to finally learn of the Alita Blu-ray release date. Yes, guys. So, because coming from the official Fox website, the you know, you know how most movies have an official website. And so, according to this website, and this is brand new information because this has not been up on the website before, July 9th is when we're getting the digital HD release for Alita Battle Angel. And then on July 23rd, we're getting the 4K, the Blu-ray, and the DVD release. So, for those who have been, who have been waiting... Mid to end July is when we'll finally have access to it. I do not yet at this point have any direct links for pre-orders because they are not yet available. But the fact that we even have dates from their site is already more than enough at this point. But yes, I'm so excited to cannot wait to buy it on 4K. Uh, let see, Tina says, I had so looked forward to the Tolkien movie. Focus on the family's review said his Catholicism was present but didn't hit you over the head, so not sure. And again, focus on the family, though, from what I remember. Is focus on the family a Catholic organization or is it simply a Christian organization? Because maybe it's just that they were able to be more susceptible to Christian or Catholic undertones, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, Castro Mosa, it's George's birthday, too. Exactly right. George Lucas. Uh, Micah D2 says, I'm 100% Christian, and there's a war going on right now against us. Micah D2, I am right there with you, dude. It is absolutely something that is scary to look at, especially when you see how certain people are treated in this world versus how other people are treated in this world and the reactions to both. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's just be honest for a second. Let's be perfectly honest for a second. If you were to have same exact events, but only one group changes, if you were to have a group of Christians, a group of Jews, a group of Muslims, etc., being attacked, being destroyed, would people have differing opinions depending on what the religion was behind it? You guarantee they would. 
And I guarantee you that people would care, would care less about the Christians being slaughtered than about the other two groups. Now, I will be fair to the Jewish people because obviously the Jewish people have been attacked for centuries upon centuries of millennia at this point. However, it is, I think, a very sad state that we can't just look at people as people and not realize that just because of their religious affiliation that they still are people nonetheless. But yeah, you're right. I'm right there with you. And you see that that battle is continuing to go on in our pop culture. Notice how few, how very little you have any types of uh, forms of Christianity or faith-based films actually being brought to the forefront. Yeah, you got Pure Flix, but Pure Flix is making, for the most part, I would say garbage, which is sad because they really could be doing so much more. And instead, we're just left in this state of, okay, so are we ever going to get films that are actually going to try and maybe look at these things from a differing perspective without being labeled hateful? All right, John Winkler says, My birthday is on July 11th, so if a gentleman with a fantastic beard got Alita as a present for me, that would be great. Oh, John Winkler. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Super says, I'm doing well, laughing my head off at literally everything. Everyone making fun of Game of Thrones and Bob Iger's genius decision to confirm Dumb and Dumber's 2's trilogies today. Could you pick a worse time? No. Actually, yes, they could have picked the worst time. They could have picked the end of the season. They could have announced it at the end of the last episode because even if the last episode, like, by itself individually, is not worse than some of the other things that have been going on recently, I will say that I think that's going to be the moment when people say, oh, now it is all gone. Now it is done. There is no other episode to look forward to at this point. And therefore, if they were to announce it, people would be like, well, I have no interest in that. <laughs> uh, Sticky V says, stay true, a simple saying, but lots uh, lost on a lot of writers. Yeah, just stay true to yourself and to the characters. Don't have, you do not have to change basic character arcs just because they don't fit your agenda. If it is a core part and a core element to that character. Rosetta Allen says, except even worse because it is this case, it's rewriting actual history, not just myth or fiction. Exactly. When you're rewriting history to make a political point or a uh, a religious political point, it's not a good thing. Random Nerd says, they also left out the part Tolkien where it is known that J.R.R. was racist, which was normal for the time he grew up. Wait, they left that part out? Was he actually racist? Again, I'm not an expert on him, but that just seems like a very odd antidote. Uh, Mayor Jeremy says, hey, I have an idea. Let's finally win something that I wanted to get my whole life just to burn it down to the ground five minutes later. Yeah, I know. Seriously, wouldn't that be great, right? Wouldn't that subvert expectations? Yeah, let's fight for and kill an entire army in seven minutes, have the entire town, the entire city, the entire kingdom at my feet, cowering in fear, Talking about that fear that she was saying, oh, I guess it'll be fear then. And eventually that leading to a subcon, you know, a psychotic break that has had no real development other than just maybe a couple of moments. And everyone's going to those moments saying, oh, but remember that time this happened and the remember time this happened? There's never been a consistently clear motivation that her character is going down the realms of madness. It has never been clearly established. And it's really frustrating that they were deciding to just jump the shark in that way and just do things without a complete misunderstanding of the character. 
Uh, Mary Mayhem says, "Have I mentioned I love your beard?" Oh well, Mary, thank you so much, Mary. Mary, thank you for the thank you for that. I appreciate it. My beard uh, also um, appreciates you as well. Uh, Sierra Production says, "I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if it millions of stories suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced." I know, seriously, right? <laughs> uh, Soul Assassin says, "Ryan Johnson would make a great advisor. Just do the opposite of his plot ideas, and you'll be fine." Now you see, here's something that could possibly Possibly work if you were to have Ryan Johnson and let's just pick one of Dumb and Dumber. You know, let's pick Benioff. Why not Benioff? Have those two together, but you have someone that isn't Weiss, but is an actual legit writer. Timothy Zan. Let's let's pick Timothy Timothy Zan of the Thrawn trilogy fame. Let's have him write the screenplay. Let's him hit let's have him be in charge a hundred percent of the creative aspect of the actual trilogy from a story perspective. I honestly think Ryan Johnson and Weiss would be able, or Benioff or whichever one you want to choose, would be able to produce a pretty good product. But it's not because they came up with great ideas. It's going to be because Timothy Zahn had great ideas and they were able to simply adapt them. If there's one thing that those two, and I would say all three of those guys can do, direction is not one of their weaknesses. Look to seasons one through four of Game of Thrones. That shows you very clearly that Benioff and Weiss have been able to produce really great content before because they had good writing, because they had the writing of George R. R. Martin, who's a much stronger writer than they are. Ryan Johnson has made, directed good films that he himself did not write. And so you see that happen. You see that happen, and that's why it's important for people, actors, directors, writers, to know their role, to know what they're good at, to know what they're bad at, and to try to stick to the things they are good at so that way they can continue to thrive. Um, Random Nerd says, I think Disney sent Ryan Johnson back in time to be taken out by his younger self. Yeah, just like in Looper. Tina says, well, that's all we need. Ryan and his hyperdrive ramming and dumb and dumber incinerating cities with dragon fire. It should be good. Glad I'm out of Star Wars. Yep, a lot of people are out of Star Wars for sure. Drunk 3PO, what's going on? Drunk 3PO says, I believe if Ryan Johnson uh, gets his movies, it might go straight to the stream. Anyway, showing some love, my friend. Oh, I used a clip of yours for the intro of my last video. You will love it. Well, Drunk, please tag me in that. DM that to me on Twitter, dude. I'd love to check that out. Thank you so much, guys. Go sub over to Junk 3PO's channel. He's a very, very cool, cool dude. Rocking a blue ball, a blue blue ball, blue snowball microphone. He's awesome. One of the nicest kids in town, and also the handsomest man on YouTube, as he is often called. But Drunk, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. It was fun talking to you, even troll, even just it was trolling in Josiah's stream yesterday. So I, I appreciate that, man. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that they would be smart to put anything they give Ryan Johnson. They would be smart to put that onto the streaming service because guess what? You don't have to worry about people not going to buy a ticket because you're already going to have people that are going to be coming into the franchise by buying your streaming service. And so you're not going to know really how much money is being gone to you know people. I'm sure they'll have inside sources about how many views each show is getting but i'm telling you right now they would pay much less per episode they would pay much less overall for budget and it would be a much smaller risk since they don't have to make deals with anybody and i think that they would actually be able to make some decent money off of it in the long run if he really is as good as they say because if he was then he would have the next trilogy 
Uh, Vladdy99 says, Have you seen Queen Studios statues prop replicas? Looking forward to getting my their one-to-one Alita bust, my Alita dream come true. Nice. No, I don't really tend to look into those types of things because I already got so many other things. I have so many things already in my house, and I really don't need m- much more much more of anything. But that sounds pretty damn cool. Alex McCarthy says, Wishful thinking, Ryan to be excommunicado from Star Wars. Yes, as long as we can have Ian McShane make an announcement. I want Ian McShane to be called up to make an announcement for the future of Disney Star Wars just so that he can say the words, you are now excommunicado. The way that the way that Ian McShane says that line in John Wick 2 is just damn near perfection. God, I need to rewatch. You know what? Now, someone was saying they were watching rewatching John Wick. I need to rewatch John Wick 1 and John Wick 2. God, maybe I'll have time. Maybe if I have time. If I have time, possible movie night stream like tomorrow or something. I have to let you guys know. I don't know what my calendar is. I don't know how I'm going to feel, but if I have time to, would love to do like a John Wick 1. And maybe even a John Wick 2 stream. And if I can get away with it, I can make it a DLive exclusive stream. Because apparently copyright isn't nearly as big of a thing over there. And DLive seems to kind of be on the downward turn as well. So maybe I just have the video itself playing in the small corner with a little bit of audio. Maybe. Maybe. Well, these are ideas. God, John Wick is so good, though. Uh, Zion Water says, Tolkien converted Lewis to Christianity. They were best friends. They bounced ideas off of each other. Yes, exactly right. Again, C.S. Lewis, profound Christian writer. J.R.R. Tolkien, profound, probably one of the greatest writers of fantasy in general, if not one of the greatest writers. So it's just so sad that they were able to somehow take away that friendship. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Rosetta Allen says, actually, if you read some of the stuff they wrote about each other to the media, they were close friends and actually uh, competed in who could reach out to people with faith in the best way. Yep. Yep, I didn't know that for I didn't know that as a fact, but that sounds to me very much uh, in line with what I know about J.R.R. Tolkien. I, I really, honestly, do think that he, C.S. Lewis, were some of the most important writers. C.S. Lewis has meant so much to me over the years because of the tremendous amounts of work he's done in Christian literature. As someone, as a Catholic, who went through those times, the struggles of faith, and to read some of his works, especially the Screw Tape letters. If you've never read Screw Tape, please do a fel- do yourself a favor and do it. It is basically having a demon writing letters to another demon about how to corrupt the soul. And it's very enlightening as to how our souls become corrupt. And again, even if you don't have supernatural faith, just to know that there are certain elements that can take hold of the human of the human person and just cause this almost this collapse or this decaying of it. It's beautiful. It really is. And absolutely, I I think that that is something that should have been mentioned. And unfortunately, it sounds like it wasn't. So again, I still kind of want to see it just to make up my own mind. But man, oh man, it really is sad. Uh, John Winkler says, did you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia by Lewis? I mean, I think I read the book when I was younger, but the only thing I really remember much from that series was the actual animated movie. I don't know if you remember the animated movie that came out and it was awesome. And it was only Chronicles of Narnia. It didn't really go into the other stories like Prince Caspian and the others, but I thoroughly enjoyed the animated uh, movie for back from, I guess it must've been the eighties or nineties, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 80s or 90s. Live action stuff, not nearly as impressive to me, especially the the more recent stuff. Uh, Micah D2, thank you so much, Micah D2. And he says, just had to one-up a drunk 3PO by one cent. Damn right, good sir. <laughs> That's awesome. And also, Micah D2, thank you for the 
previous super chat and you said hi back odin and don't fry me tonight please i will do the very best that i can micah to not fry you tonight man uh you're good people and seriously thank you for those super chats i really do appreciate it lou sweet lou how's it going bruv and my d live people i've got my d live people up and again as i said before keep talking amongst yourselves that's going to be the way that we do it going forward talk amongst yourselves build up that chest can build up that chest i'm probably going to actually put in some uh some you know actually let me go ahead and do that now let me do that now um boom all right i have to sign in continue all right because why the heck not Boom. All right, there we go. So there you go, 54 in the chest. And so basically throughout the night, y'all keep getting active. The more active you are in the chat, the more that the uh, chest will be able to fill up over time as well. And uh, I'll see what it is at the end of the night, and then I'll try and put in some more too. So depending on how much uh, for donations and such we get, that'll determine how much I put into it at the very end. So again, I'm going to do whatever I... <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Dude, I mean, at this point in time, uh, with, with DLive being broken and with you guys still supporting me over on DLive, I want to take care of you guys, all right? Because not even all of you are guaranteed to get anything from it, but if I can at least help some of you and get some of you some of that, uh, some of that sweet, sweet Lino that you so readily deserve, um, I'm going to do the very best that I can. So, uh, again, I'm going to keep an eye on it tonight, and so uh, let me just uh, uh, shout out some people. Who have been in here for a while? Uh, Will Gentry, thank you for the follow. Obi Wan 27883, thank you for the ice cream. Wesnat, thank you so much for the ice cream. Also, Bad Hammy, thank you for the two lemon donation. Appreciate that. Uh, Heil Honkler 14, great name. Thank you very much for the follow. And I see my people in there Kim Can Park, the K Man, Poppyton, uh, Over Easy Mode, Dion, uh, Mr. Peabody as well. Uh, let me see, over easy mode, NLTO, Brad, <laughs> Brad the Mod is in there also, let's see, Dion, Forrest Bear, uh, Forrest Bear, Obi-Wan, um, I think I got all of them, Poppy Den, thank you for the lemon as well, uh, Bot, thank you so much, Bot for being here also, Forrest Bear, I think I got them, uh, Electro, boom, Brad Beer Hunter, awesome, got all you guys, perfect, perfect, and again, I'm going to keep an eye on it for any time anyone of y'all donates. And then I'm going to try and build up the chest myself as the night goes on. Anyway, Tina. Let's see. Tina says, I thankfully had a chance to visit Eagle and Child in uh, Oxford, Oxfordshire, where Lewis and Tolkien used to meet. Because I don't know if I'll ever return to England. That is awesome. I'm very jealous of that. I would love to be able to see the area that these two great minds, not just Christian minds, but great literary minds were able to do these things. Grandmaster Yoda says, if James is so in love with Disney that he gives them Avatar, I fear for Alita. If they make Alita a woke IP, I think I give up all hope for good movies. I'm right there with you, Grand, because some people are trying to say, like, oh, but he still owns the rights. But he's also now just confirmed by the fact that Disney has confirmed it, that what they're, that what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end up having all five Avatar films already in the Disney slate, meaning that they've been confirmed. And so what that tells me 